Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. I'm Chelsea Coy. I am a singer-songwriter and the lead uh, front woman of Single Girl Married Girl. I'm Gary Knight. I'm Chelsea's uh, awesome husband. I am um, also in the band, but my my primary role is lyricist. I don't play any instruments in the band. All right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we're going to be talking about Looking by Chelsea Coy. Let's start with the lyrics of this song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, well, I should preface that the song is actually coming out under our band, uh, Single Girl, Married Girl, not under my oh, name, which I also release that. music. <laughs> That's okay. I release music under my own name as well. But um, yeah, so this is um, a single off of our new album, Three Generations Leaving, and we're called Single Girl, Married Girl. And uh, yeah, the song is about finding validation. Mm. Um, I think throughout my career, I've kind of struggled to keep going, keep being motivated, um, and constantly seeking outside validation. Mm. And this is kind of a, I guess, <laughs> look into that for me. I, when Chelsea first played the song for me, I, I immediately recognized, um, that she was talking about something very personal, um, mm. through, I mean, as a lot of songwriters do, they, 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 they kind of create these fictional worlds wherein they can kind of uh, project uh, things they're going through in their life. And I immediately recognized that Chelsea was writing about a character who was wanting to take that next step and, and, and go out on her own and mm. prove to the world that she had a talent. Um, but at the same time was dealing with personal issues and, and um, things that were holding her back or haunting her. And the, the first verse was pretty much fully formed for, right from, right from the get go. Um, and and I kind of just worked with her to develop that idea and com- kind of finish the song. And um, it took a little while, but we, we eventually and, and, and the song ended up fitting in with the rest of our album in, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the overall story. So it kind of functions on a, on, a, on a few levels for us lyrically. Was this the last song that you guys wrote for the album? No, no, okay. actually, it was one of... Um, we we lived in New York for a, a four years, and uh-huh. I we ended up writing the first two songs on the album when we lived in New York. I wrote them with um, my very good friend Shannon, who's in the band, um, doing backing vocals on the whole album. Um, and we wrote those two songs, and Gary kind of saw those as a jumping off point for the next album, and he was very excited to start writing the next album. But then when we moved to LA, back to LA, I was just kind of trying to find my ground as a musician out here. And, Mm. you know, I, we had played so much in New York and played with the band and it was kind of like a new, a new world for me (laughs) when Mm. I moved out here. Um, and I actually was doing a, uh, songwriting challenge, um, with song fancy. My friend, Sarah Spencer put together this, puts together these songwriting challenges where you do, you write five songs in five days based off a prompt that she gives. And it's like, it's supposed to be um, kind of a quick write thing. So you're not supposed to think about things. You're just supposed to like take the prompt and run with it. 
Um, and this was actually the first time I had ever done that challenge. And this was the first song I wrote from that challenge. And it ended up just being a, a verse and a chorus. Mm-hmm. And I, I just sent you the demo, um, which is it's really fun to go back and listen to because it's just me on banjo. And I was like, I'm, I'm a little bit better at playing banjo. I'm not great. But um, back then it was just very bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can hear the kind of how it came to be and... Yeah, so it was the, I think it was the third song we started writing for the album. She picked up, she moved across town, she wanted to be the girl who found her way in this big old world alone. With one dream, she had all her life, the same thing, her mama once tried. just fit lyrically like with the whole theme yeah well Gary heard the demo and then he was like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this lyrically so he mm-hmm. ended up writing the second verse and we brought our guitarist in um Charlie Rao to add the little uh B, B part. part the musical B part that's mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun 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 um which you know he added that in which which was a great element to introduce we were kind of the song what didn't feel complete with with what we had it was kind of this um we had we had the verses we had a kind of a pre-chorus and almost like an anti-chorus chorus um but it didn't feel complete and then charlie listened to the song and his contribution was finding that kind of that that b part that's that completed the song that kind of gave the song a place to go to set up for the second verse and then and then to also end on mm-hmm. so without without him adding that part it just it would never would have come together completely so and, yeah i love how his part too is kind of it's kind of melancholy mm-hmm. which yeah. adds to like the the sound you, you know because the the song itself is actually an upbeat country rocker right right with his part added in it adds this like melancholy element that you were not expecting which i which i love but that also goes with the lyrical element like it really it really complements the lyrics this this notion that this person's determined to go out and do this thing but is really held back and haunted by these uh, by her by by her past and her um, things that she's not willing to admit to herself that maybe she's not good enough Mm -hmm. yeah bringing that up I actually have written down in my notes as I'm looking at them um, things that I just really loved about this song and the instrumentation the way that you guys end this song the way that it's ringing I don't know if you actually used banjo in here or if it is just guitar but the chord that you're playing and how it's ringing I I, it sounded really like ominous to me (laughs) and I just thought it was brilliant because yeah like you said like there's this melancholy feel that's going throughout and it really plays well with the lyrics so um but then yeah you have that upbeat you know, rhythm going throughout. So it's just like, it's, it really painted 
the life of an artist, I feel, and really, really anyone, <laughs> this whole lyric is is um, relatable to anyone. But yeah. it really painted that picture of the struggle that we go through, especially, like you said, seeking validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 sorry, uh, I think it's just important to note that, um, now I've just lost my train of thought. Well, I, 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 I agree with what you said. I mean, it, it definitely ends on a, on, on a, um, ominous note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's either the pedal steel that oh, yeah, the, yeah. the Brock put on there, or it's one of Charlie's guitar chords. But I think so much of being an artist is some, it, it, a lot of it is doing the work obviously, but some of it is just kind of staring into the void. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> just personally for me, the, the end of that song just feels like the, just feels like staring into the void as an artist yeah. and how scary that can be. And, and, and so I think ominous is a good word. <laughs> I was going to say, um, putting yourself out there, but, um, but also knowing basically putting on a smile for everyone to show mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm okay. And then going yeah. home and crying in your room. That's kind of how this song feels yeah. to me. It's like that B part is like, I'm in my room alone. And like, this is kind of how I feel, <laughs> but you have to put on a smile for everyone to show, to show them that you're okay. Yeah. No, I just, I thought it was just a great choice. Like it really like caught me off guard, especially like on first listen. And, um, I, I really loved it. I, I totally Thank got you. the message out of that. Um, what kind of guitars do you guys have going on in here? Because here's some slides. Um, I think you said you mentioned there's a pedal steel um, in there. Did you end up using the banjo? No, there's no there's no banjo on it. Okay, uh, we may have tried adding it, but it was already getting kind of crowded. Gotcha. Um, Charlie put a couple of acoustic guitars on there, obviously, um, okay. and his electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's this great pedal steel part that was added at the, at the very end oh. that we weren't expecting. Actually, um, we had brought Tad in to do some work on a couple other songs, and either he offered to do it or we just thought, Oh, let's try it. And then the, it added so much. It's this wonderful element in the background, but the arrangement was already so crowded that I think adding banjo would have been, it would have been <laughs> competing for oxygen there and we just right. didn't have it. Especially. Yeah. At that, at that um, level of um, treble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's also these like bass lines going on, like it's like super tucked in, but I feel like it really like complements the melody that you created I don't know I just I really really loved it I was trying to like pick apart each instrument (laughs) that I could hear yeah there's upright bass John John Gray is an amazing upright bassist in New York City and he he's been with us for five years or how no longer eight years six years years. um yeah and yeah he knows just what what to add to make that foundation great Mm -hmm. did you guys hit any like major roadblocks along the way like while piecing this arrangement together or <laughs> the biggest roadblock was finishing the, the composition again we, okay. we, were sitting yeah. on, we were sitting on the verse and chorus for ages and then i i think we i we just had a chance meeting with charlie he had come out here i think for a visit in la and um we sat down with him to do the song and he 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 he, he had some point of references in terms mm-hmm. of like other recordings like he played us this really great Sarah Watkins song. And he was like, I think, I think we can kind of go for something like in in this particular song. And he kind of played around and, and then just arrived at this, at that minor chord progression that, that 
again, just really completed the song. So that, mm-hmm. that was our biggest hurdle. Yeah. And it was, was finishing the composition and then recording it. I think we, we didn't really know what we want at, wanted out of it when we went in mm-hmm. to record it with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, we initially practiced with them in New York and it, it came out to be this country rocker, which is what ultimately it became. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking it would be more of an acoustic kind of like Brandy Carlisle style oh. tune with lots of harmonies. And mm-hmm. it just didn't, that didn't happen. Right. Um, it ended up turning into kind of a, 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 an up-tempo kind of, dare I say, mainstream sounding mm-hmm. country rocker. But um, I, I think that B part that Charlie kind of came up with, I think John, our bass player, pointed out that it, it, it kind of makes the song a little bit idiosyncratic. So it's not like your typical like mainstream sounding yeah. country rock song. Like there is a, a weird element to it that I think that I like, because I, I, I don't think we want to make overtly commercial sounding country rock music, I th- mm-hmm. but, but that's just what came out of the band when we, when we played it together. Well, you know, you can make another version of that because <laughs> now yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm interested to know what you guys are, uh, what your favorite lyric line is in this song. My my favorite line um, is 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 a line that I think we came up with together, but it it it's the line that kind of caps the chorus where she says, um, "But some things she couldn't even tell herself." Hey, that was my favorite. Line. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there. Oh, well, that's good. We're, we're aligned. We're aligned on our favorite lines. Yeah, I just think it's honest. I think it's mm-hmm. yeah. It is. It, it's kind of like you kind you kind of get if you're paying close enough attention to the lyrics, it kind of ha- is like having the rug pulled out from under you because. You're kind of champ like this song is kind of championing this this young woman who's trying to do something you know with her life and and succeed and prove doubters wrong, but it kind of ends with her admitting or the song saying that she she's having trouble telling herself or admitting that maybe she's not good enough. Hmm. And I don't think you don't hear things like that in most in songs. I don't mm-hmm. think not not to not to toot our own horn, but like <laughs> I I just when that came out of us, I just thought. Yeah, that's honest, like Chelsea said. Right. Yeah. I also thought it was funny to, you know, Gary always points out equating like a crosstown move with moving like in this big old world alone, like as if you're moving somewhere super far away. But <laughs> in your mind, just making a move at all is is, right. is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a favorite production element? I think that B part, the the yeah. the middle eight is my favorite when it comes back into that final chorus. I just I can't help but dance every time it comes on. Like <laughs> the, the B well, the B part, but then also the that kind of it's not a solo, but where the song kind of builds back into the yeah, chorus. That's what I mean. Oh, the, the oh, bridge. Right, sorry. Um, the bridge. Um I, I, Tom Gardner, who is our producer and he's a Grammy nominated engineer for a reason. I think he did just a stellar job of just finding, just putting it all together. But I think for me, I think just the guitars from a production element are the most impressive. Mm -hmm. Charlie really just did a great job of layering acoustics and electrics in just such a brilliant way. It just, Mm -hmm. it really gives the song it's, it's kind of, it's, it's verve. I think it's life. Yeah. And that pedal steel, like it, we actually, Gary went to New York, um, in January, 2020. And that was the day, um, that was the last day of recording for the album. Yeah. So oh, wow. it was, it was, and this was one of the songs that Tad recorded. 
So it's just kind of like a nice icing on the cake. The the whole pedal steel throughout our album is just yeah, it was an unexpected so surprise to have that pedal steel. Do you guys ever try when you're recording? Do you guys ever try to record like all together as a band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've okay. done that before. We do. We've done it, and and I actually prefer it. I know Charlie, oh. our guitarist, prefers it. I think it's a challenge to for for our you know for 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 Tom, our engineer, um, mm-hmm. because to isolate everyone. Yeah, it can properly. it can create problems, but I think you get a better performance usually when everyone's playing at the same time. Um, and so I think most of our songs were recorded as a group. I think most of them. I think start. this one was live, and we just had bass in a booth, but we gotcha. were all live. We we could see each other. Um, I obviously went in and overdubbed vocals, and then obviously all the overdubbed guitars on top of it. But I think the the bass of this song was recorded live. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. with guitar and drums in one room and then upright bass in another. And I was just singing scratch vocals in, in the main room. Gotcha. I was going to ask, like, how does that work with um, vocals? Yeah, I, I usually overdub. I'll do like a scratch um, in, in the monitor control room. room. Yeah, like, in the control usually room. Usually Chelsea's just kind of... Standing sit. behind Tom. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever keep your scratch shoulder? in there? What? Do you ever keep your scratch in there and just like add doubles to that? I don't think I do because okay. it's usually on like a shitty like SM758 or gotcha. SM58. It's usually and- just to guide the band. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. <laughs> but um, I don't think I... I don't think we've ever used ever a scratch. Used only because, scratch. And I don't think we'd be opposed to it. It's just we never... We're never set up to do that, I don't think. Like I think usually the scratch is just there to guide the band and it's like Chelsea's not warmed up and... Um, mm. Just, you know, I, and it's just better. Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever tried it, but we're not opposed to it. <laughs> I think we would have to have one more like ISO booth in order to do that with know, the full band. I know some singers, like I know Michael Stipe kind of famously, like on some of his songs, like just goes in and does one take and it's like, that's got to be that's it, it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's never been us. <laughs> and it's probably after touring the songs for a while or... Yeah. <laughs> singing right, with the right. band for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're and so this, used to this it. And this song we didn't play out. I think we played it once live in New York at before we recorded it. it, it it's, it's interesting how we recorded this album because a lot of the songs on it, we didn't play as a full band live beforehand. So yeah, this, I think this was one of those songs as well. Nice. Well, do you guys have any other cool, interesting facts about the writing, the production, or the recording process of this song that you want to share? No, I think it, it really it's a really good represent, representation of how the, the band all kind of works together. I mean, it's a, it, from start to finish, it was kind of like an ideal classic process. It was like, mm-hmm. Char- like Chelsea had the germ of the idea with the, with the melody and the, and the song idea. And then she and I worked on the lyrics together. And then Charlie, who is such a gifted guitarist, like he comes in and kind of finds that musical hook and helped us finish it. And then we went in the studio with the band and we banged it out and rehearsed it. And then Tom organized it all and made it sound so good. And then we kind of overdubbed these, these surprise elements with the pedal steel. Like it is, it just was, it's when I think of recording this album, it is, it's a really good example of just how we made this record. From start mm-hmm. to finish yeah a lot of a lot of cross country <laughs> you know yeah, working too. cross country was an interesting perspective this time because our last yeah. album that we recorded was fully we we lived in new york at the time so mm-hmm. we were able to just go in um 
and do recording when, when we wanted to. And this time it was like, we had to plan and we had to schedule trips or yeah, work on, on songwriting, uh, virtually with, with Charlie or, um, it definitely was a protracted experience because of COVID. I mean, there were a lot mm-hmm. of delays around it, but I don't, I mean, that's not really interesting, I guess, but I, I just, I think it came together beautifully. I think it, it's really representative of the album and, and what we want people to hear from us. Yeah. Do you guys ever butt heads? You guys seem, <laughs> you guys seem pretty in sync. So I'm just like curious, like not maybe with this <laughs> song in, in mind, but just maybe as a whole for the album, did you guys ever like, clash and not just you two like band wise oh well. ab- absolutely and, and usually it's and and that's you have to expect that I, mm-hmm. I, I think you know having been in a band for a long time and just knowing what other bands go through it like you have to expect that it's it's it sometimes that creative tension is what leads to good stuff and so you have mm. to keep it up in mind you have to fight for what you believe in but mm. you have to respect the people you're working with and we've ne- we've never butted heads to the to the point where like people are throwing things or threatening to quit the band or anything it's, right. it's always been a healthy argument usually but Chelsea and I we I think we butt heads because I'm, I'm pretty, we have a different way of doing things. <laughs> I'm very. I need to be alone. Like I'm very intense oh. when I focus. Yeah, and I yeah. don't like to. I don't like to. Like I need my time to kind of get my part out of myself, mm-hmm. and I get. I just become super intense. And anybody that's there next to me, like I just can't help myself. Like I get. I'm very intense. <laughs> um, and so I feel bad for for Chelsea, but like we we've, we've done this long enough that you know we're used. I to I leave it. him alone when yeah, he's right. <laughs> Whereas I like to, uh, you know, I'll write my portion of the song and I'll just, I'll just give it to Gary. And, but I usually write stuff for SGMG alone, unless it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the songs I wrote with Shannon or, um, stuff I bring to the table with, with other songwriters, but yeah, I'm, I'm really collaborative. So I love working with other people and it's, you know, our music, you know, Chelsea and I could easily just be little dictators and just get exactly what we want out of people and just make the record exactly what we want it to sound like. But part of being in this band or part of what gives us joy is involving other people. I mean, we, we want our band members to feel like it's their band as well. We want, Mm -hmm. we want our producer to feel like it's his band as as well and his work of art. I mean, we tell everybody that works with us, we want to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. And part of what's really can be interesting about making art collaboratively is seeing what comes out of that group process, that group, process um, yeah. and not just being a dictator and hiring people to do exactly what you want for sure yeah, yeah. gotcha so we, we welcome the disagreements usually i was gonna say this might not apply then uh i was gonna ask like who usually wins oh gosh <laughs> uh, i think every, everyone's had their little victories but okay it's, it's it's, we've never i mean sure i look back at some of the stuff we've done and yeah there are things i might have done differently but like that's that's not what it's about it's yeah, it's really yeah. about it's it's about you enter into an agreement with with these other artists mm-hmm. and you have a mission and it's to to make yeah. this art to make this album or this song and and i just i love the healthy disagreements and mm-hmm. whatever usually comes out of it is is what it should be i think yeah it's all to serve the song at the For end sure. of the day that's true everyone's there <laughs> yeah, to serve i agree the song. with that yeah i love that well guys can you tell everyone you have so much going on congratulations on your exclusive premiere with um american songwriter and then congratulations you. on the release of the album you have a lot going on can you please tell everyone where they can download and stream 
looking and also the album, of course, but where they can follow you on social media and everything coming up. Yeah, we, um, you know, we're on pretty much every platform. If you want to stream our music, you can find us on any Spotify, any platform. Title, exactly. Yeah. Apple Music. Um, um, the album comes out November 19th and looking's out now. You can get it pretty much everywhere. Yeah, we have two two singles from the album out now, Hurt Her So and Looking. And our next single, Red Cut Loose, um, with a music video, comes out uh, this month on the 23rd. And um, yeah, we're, we're super excited. And uh, you can find us at just singlegirlmarriedgirl.com. And we have an Instagram, singlegirlmarriedgirl.band. And we have, we have a Facebook page yeah, that um, single girl for, girl. <laughs> for, for some reason has 100,000 followers, a, a big chunk yeah, of which are, are overseas people that think we're a dating site. And that's another oh, story. Oh, yeah. People oh, think we're no. a dating site. So they come oh, no. on our page and ask us for, you know, girlfriends and wives and <laughs> spouses. And I feel bad that we can't oh. oblige. But <laughs> what? Oh, my yeah. gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's 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 really strange. Um, yeah, there's over a hundred thousand people that follow our Facebook page, and a, a majority of it are are people that think we're a dating site. But it's cool, whatever. We're, we're happy. Wow, to have that's amazing. You got to put some like marketing spin on that, like for oh, sure. Oh, I'm If you know <laughs> okay. anyone at the New York Times art section that wants to write about it, we like. Yeah, no, that's got to be. Me. We got to turn that into something. That is hilarious. I'm, I'm working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for coming on oh, my thank show. You. Loved thank you so about much, this. Lisa. I'm, yeah, such a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for great. thanks for taking the time and thanks for having us. She picked up, she moved across town, she can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Danae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Danae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadanae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. 